Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Hey, I was watching that. Don't touch that dial because we're talking about our favorite travel TV shows. But first, travel news, including New Year's Eve at Disney World, fancy trains coming to the American West, Iceland's Yule Lads, and diaper-wearing pilots from China. Stock up on snacks and check local listings. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventure Society. Uh, television. That softly glowing security blanket hanging on the wall. That constant companion filling your spare hours with mindless reality game shows dopey sitcom dads and libidinous medieval fantasy warriors battling dragons in each other for control of the throne. It's also a great way to sneak a peek at other people's globe-trotting adventures and the delicious food they find around the world. Mm. We've got a lot of TV to watch and discuss, so let's get the news out of the way quick. But first, I was wondering, if you were the host of a travel TV show, what would the hook or gimmick of your show be? Nudity. Nudity. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like a naked and afraid situation? Like naked and afraid, yeah. That but is just everybody naked else is and afraid. Have y'all ever <laughs> watched Naked and, and Afraid? It's... I have much, many times. Wow. I've watched parts of it, but I, I can't make it through Which a full parts? episode. <laughs> <laughs> <The> lower. <laughs> I can't imagine doing anything that they do with clothes on and then with your dong out, especially not. <laughs> they get so dirty by the end of it. Like, yeah. Just, and they're always covered in chigger bites. And <laughs> just mm. Oh, thank you. Yeah, if you're ever thinking you could tune into that, you know, like I, I can see some, you know, poor preteen kid home alone. He's like, whoa, naked and afraid. All right. Tune in. Oh, God. Naked <laughs> no, and dirty no, no, and afraid. No. This is horrible. Abort. <laughs> if I adjust the rabbit ears just right, maybe I'll, maybe I'll unscramble it. <laughs> it's like that Seinfeld episode where he learns that, that it's not always good to be naked when he sees his girlfriend, like, fixing a bike naked. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're out there for, like, some crazy amount of days, like 40 days or something. Mm-hmm. And I saw one where they were out in, they were on the top of some mountain and there was snow. And they're naked in the snow. <laughs> They they gave them like some some furs to put on over the top of themselves, but we still googled the prize one time and it's something stupid like five grand. Uh, no. The prize is a shirt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you remember that there's a whole bunch of fully clothed cameramen all around watching them. you. Yeah, <laughs> drinking hot it's chocolate nice. in the snow. Yeah. Grand prize marble underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow we got off on a real yes. tangent. <laughs> mine, mine would be the bathrooms of the world. Let's go oh. explore what other countries' toilets are like. You could pop in all sorts of <laughs> yes. other bathrooms around wouldn't that be fun? Disneyland Paris <laughs> yes. one week. And... I know a great one there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then there's all those curious and mysterious ways of the different forms. Yeah. You got your holes in the ground. Just a hole your, in the ground, which you can even seashells. find in Paris still in some older <laughs> bars. Just a, uh, 
Yeah. That would be fun, right? People would watch that. I've always wanted to do a travel show where I, I conquered certain travel fears that I have, like bungee jumping and swimming with mm-hmm. sharks and things like that. But it would really just be like six episodes of five minutes long of me just being like, yeah, you know what? No, no, I'm good. No, no, thanks. No. Nope. Is there a pool? Is there a pool over there? I'll be at the pool. Yeah. Just get, can I get a drink? Just a drink. I'll just, I'm just going to have a drink yeah, over here. I'll watch you guys. Yeah. And then credits. Yeah. There's nothing. I will never bungee jump. Yeah. I always feel like I, I should want to do those things and I just don't. So, and the older I get, I guess the more okay I am with that. So, <laughs> I think there might be a real market for, for watching somebody uh, travel around the world while corralling four children. <laughs> Is that gonna be, are, are we going to be seeing an episode of that soon? Well, I don't see what other shoot, kind of show I could possibly create pilot. at this stage <laughs> in my life. So, <laughs> Dan and four children in Tokyo. You know, that would be actually kind of good. Yeah. They're always like solo travels on these shows. Why don't they mm-hmm. get like just some huge brood of family to go Pack out there of and toddlers. do Yeah, I know where they can find one. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be willing to be paid to travel while you oh, yeah, explore the world? Yeah, sounds like a, sounds a lot better than sitting in your living room. Than the old, than the old day job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Corralling them at home. <laughs> yeah, that too. Well, the news this week is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on uh, the vacation of a lifetime. Jess, happy new year. Happy new year. A little early, but... At 11 (laughs) p.m. Yeah. I slept slept later than I thought. (laughs) Um, Yep, so we've got some details on what uh, New Year's Eve uh, is going to look like at Walt Disney World. So all four parks, uh, including Disney Springs, uh, will have extended hours on New Year's Eve, but they will all be closing prior to midnight. Um, So Magic Kingdom and Disney Springs will be open till 11 p.m., which is pretty good. Uh, Animal Kingdom, 8 p.m., Hollywood Studios, 9, and Epcot, 10 p.m. So there will be no no park or Disney Springs festivities to be had. But if you're uh, a guest staying at one of the Disney Resort hotels, you will get access to special fun and festive activities. Um, as well as pre-recorded. Will they also be ending at 11 p.m.? Yeah, they don't say like what the, the time frame for that is. I would hope that they would be offering these during the, the midnight hour. But yeah, I don't know, because then you got to worry about crowding and mm-hmm. things like yep. that. Everyone so. must be in their rooms by yeah. 11. <laughs> Jeff You're and I to... were just talking about this. Like, wh- why didn't they just... We know they're not going to have fireworks or anything that, that draws a crowd. But why not just keep the parks open until midnight? I couldn't just I mean, like, like they really yeah, dropped out. the ball on this one. Hey, ah, there it is. <laughs> that was a stinker. But he had a good thought that you know maybe it was because they knew everybody would whip their masks off and kiss at midnight, yeah. and then um, you got a people, a bunch of people without their mask on in the park and yelling you, and screaming. Yeah. And, Next thing you know, it just turns into and a great big orgy. You know, somebody's going to take a photo of that and put it on the social media, and I can think of a couple of blogs that I know would do it. Yeah. Look at what happened at Disney World at midnight. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. So I get it. They yeah. want everybody back in their room at midnight. 
Yeah, and they're going to be showing pre-recorded fireworks and other oh. uh, holiday hey. offerings available to stream on your in-room televisions. So, and that of course, like you can also you can also upgrade and purchase a New Year's Eve party basket designed for the oh. occasion. A party basket. Who'd, who'd have thought so, you could upsell it? What's in the basket? Weird. It, they don't say. Oh. Just in the box. <laughs> <laughs> How much does it cost? They don't say. They don't say. Oh, it's so handy. <laughs> it's, you, it's, can buy, you can I, buy one. I know it's surprising for Disney to be vague, but, you know, they're being vague. So Is it? <laughs> they, don't, they don't have to give you specifics because they know that you're going to buy it anyway. That's true. There's no way in the world I would ever want to be at Walt Disney World on New Year's Eve anyway. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't ever... Typically kind of crowded. Yeah, it sounds bit. like hell on earth. Yeah, something tells me that... To watch the ball drop in Manhattan. Would you, have you all done that? Or I haven't done it, and do it kind of was on my bucket list. But then I always look, and you have to get Where out there and just... Yeah. And you have to get out there hours before, and it looks so cold. And uh, I, yeah, I lived in New York City, and one year I did got it in my head that I was going to try to go see it. And I got maybe like 10, 11 blocks away, and I was like, oh no, screw this. This is yeah. horrible. I would like Another a hotel of my show, room. You know? Yeah, you I would like a hotel a room overlooking yeah. Times Square so that yeah. I can yeah, watch it cool. from my warm hotel room that has a bathroom. Yeah. Or one of those swanky apartments that they have in, uh, Old timey uh, movies like a uh, like yes. apartment from a uh, miracle on 34th Street. If that yes. overlooked the ball drop, yeah. And I know they do have hotel rooms that overlook Times Square, and they're they're a premium price, and they go very quickly. You and they're the size stuff. of my thumb. Yeah, <laughs> <It's not very laughs> tiny. <laughs> but everything in New York, living wise, is tiny. So except for the rats. <laughs> hey Heather, tell and us what prices. American Airlines is going to do. <laughs> Yeah, American Airlines just launched uh, a new COVID-19 testing initiative where they'll actually send you one of those at-home kits before your flight so you can get some get your test results before you ever set foot on the plane. They're recommending it for people who are traveling to places that have uh, requirements that you show negative test results before you arrive, like Jamaica and Antigua, most of the Caribbean Islands that are still welcoming Americans, but want you to come armed with some negative test results. They cost $129, so they're not cheap. But you can order the kit about five days prior to your scheduled flight, and then you'll be set up. It'll be delivered to you via UPS, and it'll set you up with a UPS pickup. And you get your results within 48 hours through a secure online portal. So that's actually pretty quick. And it's not one of the rapid antigen tests. It is a PCR test. So they send you a little vial and they give you your the instructions about how to stick the Q-tip up your nose and swirl it around and then put it in the little, the little vial. Um, and it's kind of a cool idea right now that uh, you could pretty easily uh, get a a COVID test before you ever get on a plane. So yeah. I thought it was a an interesting new development that hopefully we only need to worry about for the next six to nine months. Fingers and do crossed. Do all those countries take that at home yes. test? Except, um, well, there are a few exceptions. Yeah, you should look. Um, most of the tests, most of the countries, what they require is that it be a PCR test. That has been processed by a CLIA certified lab. 
there are a couple of the countries that have said they they won't take, I think Antigua is one of them, that they won't take the at-home test because the, the deal with that is there's nobody watching to make sure it was you who took it, right? Mm-hmm. When you go do the ones in person, even if you go to the ones where the it's, it's at a pharmacy and you go through the drive-through and you're administering the test yourself, at least there's somebody there witnessing that it was actually yes. you. Swabbing your own. Yeah, you have to. I I recently t- traveled to Jamaica and had to do it, and they checked my driver's license to make sure I was the one whose name That's was, was going to be on the ask, results. Did they? Could someone else have said they were you? And mm-hmm. Yeah, they they they. I had to turn. Had to show them my driver's license to prove it was me, and then they watched me do it and hand them over. Um, there are some states now that are if requiring you to have negative tests if you're leaving and then coming back and. Um, uh, I think New York, uh, all of those New England states, yeah, are are requiring that. Uh, some of them will take the rapid antigen tests. I think New York accepts those that that you can get some of those near Disney World, for example, and they they will take those. But uh, it's I don't know. It's 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 kind of a nice thought that at least for you know people's peace of mind that that somebody would have taken a test before they got on the plane that might help some people be a little more comfortable with flying these days i'd rather they just mail me a vaccine absolutely (laughs) can we get an at-home vaccine kit Mm -hmm. (laughs) the trucks are on the roads like they may be passing dan and i right now um of the first vaccines that are rolling out as we speak Pfizer is based here in Michigan in Portage, and they've been shipping them all night long. From what I understand, they should be mm-hmm. arriving to states today and tomorrow. And we're going to see the first vaccines in the arms of Americans. It's pretty darn exciting. I'm thrilled. I don't know about you guys, but maybe you can see if you, they'll throw you one out of the truck as it goes by. Right. I was going to suggest <laughs> that maybe Dan and I could go could go break in and grab a few vials and. Start our own vaccination just, program. Just be like chugging them. Yeah. It could be like a we vaccine Santa and just throw guys. it in there. there I do go. not, however, have a freezer that can get down to minus 9,000 oh, degrees. Use it right away. Yeah. Do it in the yard. Absolutely. <laughs> well, until, un, until those until those vaccines do get out there, uh, Jess has a story about a another way that you can get yourself tested before you fly. Yeah. So if you're uh, flying in or out of Orlando International Airport uh, beginning soon, they're going to have a, uh, a COVID-19 rapid testing uh, center in the airport. So this is going to start sometime in late December, and they're going to have a temporary COVID-19 rapid testing site in collaboration with Advent Health Centric Care, who uh, are also the, oh, the company the that works with Disney. Takers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They run the temperature checking stations at Disney. And um, it's going to be located pre-security on the airport's third level in the west end of the main terminal. Are these the one the results that will that Hawaii will accept? Could you, if you wanted to fly to Hawaii from... I Orlando? don't know for sure on that, but that would possible. be that would be awfully handy. Yeah, especially since yeah, my next thing is about something that has to do <laughs> yeah. with Hawaii. Hey, Jeff had a good thought on this though. What if you go to the airport and you take a rapid test and it comes back positive? Yeah, what do they do with you? <laughs> yeah. You're in and a you, public airport yeah. and you're not from there, and you were arriving <laughs> there to travel home. What happens? 
Knowing by my luck at the Orlando International Airport, they'll make you go hang out with the other crazy people at the McDonald's. <laughs> Every time I'm over there, there's just some stinky, weird dude. <laughs> and he's oh, usually yeah, working like there. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That'll wrap you up in saran wrap and throw you in the, the car, luggage. There we go. Ooh. With the other pets, put you in one of those pet carriers <laughs> in the bottom like the of the plane. I the idea that they're doing that at airports. I think that's mm-hmm. yeah, pretty too. good thinking. That's smart. And you do not have to be, I read the article, you do not have to uh, be a ticketed passenger or anything. If you just, if that's a convenient place for you to go, anybody can go there to get tested. You don't have to be traveling. Mm, That's nice. nice. And they expect it to, uh, scheduled to continue through the end of July of next year. Mm-hmm. So seems, that seems so fairly. So we can't open the Nathan's hot dogs. They can <laughs> open an entire. <laughs> but they'll have a testing facility. Yeah. Hmm, you can't steps. get near the aquarium. But there's a testing facility. And at least they have a Starbucks open. Yeah, that's true. I have never gone to a Starbucks in the Orlando airport because the line is always too long. It is Can't always too long. Me too. Me Even if I've got nothing to do for the next hour, I don't want to stand in a Starbucks <laughs> line. Standing there. Um, but also some more news uh, from Orlando International Airport. We uh, have an announcement that nonstop service from Orlando International Airport to Honolulu, Hawaii is Ooh. coming beginning March 11th of next year. Oh, nice. What airlines? Uh, this is Hawaiian Airlines, and oh. they're going to be offering twice-weekly flights directly to Honolulu from Orlando, and uh, it'll be the only airport in Florida at that point to offer nonstop access to Hawaii. I've never flown awesome. Hawaiian, but I hear it's a great airline. People love non-stop it. Nonstop from Florida. That's a long Ooh, flight. It is a long yeah, flight. That's, that's... Yeah, but you get laid, so it's cool. Oh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sold. This will be uh, aboard Hawaiian's Airbus A330 aircraft, which offers 278 seats. And the schedule is going to be on Tuesdays and Saturdays. It'll leave Orlando at 8.15 a.m. and arrive in Honolulu at 2.05 p.m. And then it'll be leaving Honolulu on Thursdays and Sundays and getting into Orlando um, at 7 a.m. It'll be leaving at 5.15 and getting in at 7. Mm. So. Nice. Not too bad. And they're going to I know that it also said that they're going to have some uh, first class lay down seats where you can sleep the whole time if you want. Yeah. So, nice. Mm. Yeah. I'm already trying to figure out how to get out there. So mm. I like the if Hawaii. Flights are cheap to get to Orlando. That might be a mm-hmm. yeah. good alternative to fly there and then go out. Yeah, because I don't do a... have anything direct from here to Honolulu anyway. I've got to right. stop somewhere. <laughs> I'd have to stop in. Atlanta, and then go to L.A. and then go out. Yeah, you can that do a like a fun day. You can do a split Walt Disney World Alani stay now. Yes, who's going to be the this first? This is to try a that? genius idea. Like that was the first thing I'm, I thought. I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing I, it. I'll start saving now for, for four years away. <laughs> uh, Heather's got a story about one of our favorite uh, outmoded modes of transportation. Yes, well, we've all talked about how we want to. Ro- take a, a a luxury train journey to somewhere. And most of the ones we've talked about are in Europe or kind of far away, but Canada's Rocky Mountaineer. Have y'all heard of this one? Oh yeah. I yeah. love their oysters. <laughs> That's my favorite uh, John Denver. Oh, thank you. The Rocky Mountaineer is a luxury train line through Canada and all of their trains have their very, very high end and they have the glass ceilings. So that when you're, 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 you know, you're relaxing on the train, most of them are in 
of uh, British Columbia and throughout the beautiful. I thought Kamala Harris shattered that. <laughs> well, there's one left. All right. And they are bringing their train service to the American Southwest. And it's the first time they've ever done a standalone U.S. train adventure. They used to have one that went from Seattle to Vancouver. But this one is going to travel from Denver, Colorado to Moab, Utah. And it'll have one overnight stay in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. And it's it sounds really pretty. It's going to go along the Colorado River. So you'll be going through all of those beautiful red rock canyons that I had the the joy of climbing on. This sounds this sounds like I would like it a little better. You're sitting in a beautiful luxury train eating gourmet meals and sipping beverages while you watch the red rocks go by. Yeah, that sounds better. Right. I think I can handle this. And less dusty. Yeah. Oh, much less dusty. There goes another rock. <laughs> there goes another rock. I just saw a web ad the other day for one of their the the trips that they always have had through Canada, and maybe it's just because I'm becoming an elderly person and I cry at the drop of a hat. But the scenery was <laughs> the, the scenery was so beautiful. I just it like brought tears to my eyes. It looked like an incredible trip to take. Just. It really is, and they get great great reviews of their trips. Their season runs from um, the middle of August through October. So right now they're planning for 2021, they're going to do August 15th through October 23rd. I think they're kind of hoping that that hedges their bets a little bit on the COVID situation. So just 10 weeks next year, but they have 40 different departures across Canada and now adding this American Southwest. It's this one, you can reserve it already and speak to your Key to the World travel advisor who can help you set it up. They're they're offering a deposit of only twenty five dollars to Shut your secure mouth. your seat. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be a two year two day rail journey, including one night hotel accommodations in Glenwood Springs, and it starts at about twelve hundred dollars per person for the trip. Yeah, so, yeah, it sounds pretty cool. I'd I'd like to check it out, and that includes lo- lots of gourmet food and. Beverages on board your glass topped train journey. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that the ad made it look like they feed you about every 45 minutes. Oh, it so. looks like they do. And I've read yeah, some reviews of price. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've read some reviews in, of it. And apparently, it, this, the food is as jaw dropping as the scenery. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, looks good. And then Much you're better in than a, Yeah. I've Much better than a Moab. glass bottom. It's, it's kind of cool. <laughs> A glass bottom train. <laughs> that could be a new thing. It's my favorite Queen cover Weird Al song, Glass Bottom Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I haven't had much sleep. <laughs> uh, really? I had no idea. <laughs> well, Dan will edit it all out later. Don't worry. It's yeah. fine. No, he won't. Try not to fall asleep while I... Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to edit anything out. <laughs> Try not to fall asleep while I tell you this... Uh, this delightful holiday bedtime story, then Jess, we're, oh. we're we're for this week's uh, interesting, interesting uh, holiday tradition. We're going to go to Iceland. Mm, oh boy! Uh, yeah, Iceland. Iceland's a country where they uh, they have a a deep relationship with with the the fairies and elves and, oh. Oh, and ogres <laughs> and trolls. That kind of relationship. <laughs> yeah, that kind well, of fairy. 
they 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 really believe that they that they exist over there and uh all right they celebrate christmas with the yule lads um <laughs> they're part of their christmas tradition so uh that's my favorite boy band by the way <laughs> yeah. yeah well it's a group of 13 trolls um <laughs> and so they where do i start well their, their mother is uh an ogress named grilla oh i try i I mostly wanted to talk about this because A, they're weird, and B, they have lots of great Icelandic names I get to try to pronounce. Um, so Grilla lives in the mountains with her third husband, her 13 children, and a black cat. Every Christmas, Grilla and her sons come down from the mountains. Grilla's looking for naughty children to boil in her cauldron, and the boys are looking <laughs> <Okay>. for mischief. <laughs> uh, she, she only takes children who misbehave, but if they say they're sorry, then she lets them go. Um, the cat, we'll just touch on that real briefly. Uh, this is the Christmas cat. Um, Icelandic tradition says that every Icelander must receive a new piece of clothing for Christmas, or they will find themselves in mortal danger. And the enormous... <laughs> yeah. This is a tradition enormous... started by the Icelandic Clothing uh, Association so you're going to die if somebody doesn't buy you some socks for Christmas? Well, you're not just going to die. An enormous black cat prowls Iceland on Christmas Eve and eats anybody who doesn't receive a new set of clothes. <laughs> what if you wow. say you're sorry? Does it stop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is one unbreakable rule. So the real macabre. stars, the real stars of Iceland at Christmas, though, are the Yule lads. Um, they're <laughs> so it's kind of like. Kind of like St. Nicholas Day where the children put out their shoes, mm -hmm. but they do it yep. every evening for 13 nights before Christmas Eve. And uh, the Yule lads visit their house to leave behind treats for the good kids. And uh, uh oh, what do they, they do to the bad kids? Um, well, for the bad kids, they leave uh, rotten potatoes. Do you know what they should leave for the children? New clothing to protect into the equation here. Keep them from getting eaten by the cat. <laughs> I think Iceland is trying to really help control their populations, so maybe maybe they're not too upset if one or two kids get taken Rotten away. Potatoes. Yeah. Well, the other thing that the Yule lads do though is they all have these different weird personalities and they like to play pranks while they're out and about. Mm. So I wanted to give you a rundown real quick of the Icelandic Yule lads. Uh the first one is na named Stekiasar. <laughs> which is translate to sheep. He's my favorite. Sheep coat Claude. And he harasses sheep, but he's impaired by his stiff peg legs. He harasses sheep. Are we using air quotes here? Well, yeah, the photo looks like he's really harassing the sheep from behind. So is he yeah. harassing them with his stiff peg legs? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, the next, the, the next you'll add is Gilligsaur or Gully Gawk. He hides in gullies, waiting for an opportunity to sneak into the cow shed and steal the milk. Cow what? Dead? The cow shed. Like the milk straight Were from the cow? Uh, yes, I think Does so. Does he, he get any help from the <laughs> sheep coat? Okay. <laughs> Whatever he has to do. Uh, the next one, Stuffier, or Stubby, is abnormally short. He steals pans to eat the crusts that are left in them. <laughs> okay. I like the next one. His name is... Purely cooker. He's my otherwise, favorite. Otherwise known as spoon licker. <laughs> <laughs> he steals wooden spoons to lick the the leftovers off of them uh, out of the sink. I guess he's extremely thin due to malnutrition. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. That's all you're living yeah. off of is spoon lickings. You're not gonna have much well, meat on your bones. 
then presumably, Jeff, that means that your best friend must have been Potislicker or Potlicker. He steals leftovers from the pots in the sink. Potlicker mm. and pot. Yeah, Potlicker was my nickname in college. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> along with along with their their other uh, triplet, Askaslicker. <laughs> he hides Uh-oh. under beds. He he hides under the bed waiting for somebody to put down their bowl, which he then steals and licks clean for mm, you. So that's not a, what I was going to say when you said his name was Ask Licker. Yeah, I know. I know. I, There's a prevailing theme with. of licking here, I, I'm, yeah. I'm beginning to feel. Yeah, we're we're out of the licking series, though. We're on oh. to uh, Hordeskeller, <laughs> who is the door slammer. He likes to slam doors, especially late at night. Uh, then the there's... Block the sound of all that licking and then... <laughs> Fed up with all the there's, licking. <laughs> there, there's Sky Gammer, the sky, the skier gobbler. He's he steals that weird Icelandic yogurt that we talked about last week, Heather. Okay, uh, yeah, he he steals the yogurt. And then there's Bjugnakriker, the sausage swiper. He hides <laughs> he hides in the rafters to snatch sausages that are being smoked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh no! <laughs> we we got to go to Iceland, you guys. This yeah, is, there's a guy here. It got swiped when it was being smoked. Uh, you smoke it a little, and then you swipe it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're on the we're on the verge of an explicit rating. Um, Gluga Geiger is the window peeper. Uh, he's what? a voyeur who looks through the windows in search of things to steal. I thought you said Tom? window liquor. <laughs> no, no, window peeper. He's a peeping Tom. <laughs> he's a peeping glagurga um, gligan. <laughs> um, there's Gadapeffer, who is the doorway sniffer. <laughs> if I was he's a got- troll, I would be the bicycle seat sniffer. <laughs> <laughs> Get on your bikes and ride. Then there's Boonderfler, uh, the bootlicker. <laughs> he's he's got an abnormally large nose and an acute sense of smell, which he uses to locate Laufabraud, which I'm assuming is some sort of bread or maybe delicious. Some kind bread. of Icelandic treat. Yeah. Uh Ket Kroker is meat hook. He uses a hook to steal meat from the <laughs> kitchen. Kurtasnicker is the candle stealer. He follows children in order to steal their candles, which are apparently uh, back in the day, were made out of beef towel, uh, beef tallow, and therefore were edible. Wait, yeah. children owned candles. Beef back candles. Then? <laughs> beef candles well, are a I thing. Mean, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Delicious, you have to use delicious your beef, beef towel candles. to clean it up. Sometimes. Um, oh, and then the chart that I have that I'll put, uh, I'll share on our site. Also, lists Grilla, the mother of the Yule lads, and also their father, uh, Lepaludi who is the husband of Grilla, and it just notes that he is not that evil, but he is quite lazy. <laughs> um, and the chart is very handy. It tells you which night each of the Yule lads comes, so you'll know what, what kind of pranks to watch out for. Uh, that night. That's so exciting. That's wow. very involved. I know yeah. what I'm celebrating next year. I am on board with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yule lads. These guys all look yes. like variations of Skinny Pete the Hobo, so I'm all down with <laughs> They'll fit right in. Skinny Pete. Yeah. I want to come and lick your sausages. 
<laughs> Merry Christmas. Sniff your doorway. <laughs> Read the <laughs> entry and your exit. Somebody got a doorway that needs sniffing. Tis the season. Well, moving right from the Yule Lads into a new initiative that China has suggested to its airlines to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. They've recommended that all flight crews stop using the airplane's lavatories, and so they should all wear diapers. Hmm. How do you guys feel about this? That your flight attendant is going to skip using the bathroom and just be your pants. Wait, the attendants too? Not flight attendants just the and the pilots. They want thought, all the flight crews to stop ooh. using the bathrooms. I thought the pilots no were going to be bad enough. It's like, and uh, if you look out your window right now, you'll see the Rocky Mountains and just let you know, I poop my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks exactly. for I, pants. I, I read this on a few different sites because I could not believe it was a real thing. Apparently, at this point, it is not a regulation. It is just, just a, a suggestion. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure that's being followed well. But I, I cannot imagine your flight attendant walking through the cabin in a diaper. <laughs> yeah, she's got a saggy sick. bottom. Oh, close. Yeah. And I don't yeah, understand I exactly how this is supposed to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Nobody's getting COVID by using the bathroom. No. From the toilet seats. Just have them wash their hands. Oh. Yeah, just doing your own filth for <laughs> international flight. That's such a far more hygienic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm well, always that, I'm always stuck like right next to the to the flight attendant as they're passing out drinks and their butts like right next to my head. I yeah, really don't want to be like, oh could no, be much, could be a <laughs> yeah, much more multi sensory experience if you're on a Chinese seat. airline. Aisle seat is now much less appealing. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you that murderous ex-NASA uh, astronaut is feeling real vindicated. Oh, right true, now. right? Like, oh, yeah. See, I wasn't that crazy after She was a real trendsetter. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I got a I new career now. A, I was wearing a diaper before it was cool. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, sign me up for that. I've been wearing a diaper like that for years. Are you wearing a diaper right now? And I just did. You can get paid for it now. <laughs> there you go. Well, stick around because after the commercial break, we're discussing our favorite travel TV shows that let us explore the world from the comfort of our own couch. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your key to the world travel vacation planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner, specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. 
Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Just minutes ago, we finished one of the most incredible meals of our lives. Hand-rubbed, pampered meat, seasoned with exotic herbs and spices, and served with a sprinkling of those tiny leaves that somehow qualify as a salad at the fanciest of restaurants. Now we're in the back of a rugged off-road vehicle, crossing the savannah as the entire cast of the Lion King leisurely wanders by to check out the strange, noisy beast that's invaded their territory. Right about the time the pack of cheetahs starts chasing our vehicle, the camera pulls back to reveal the gold key adventurers sitting on the couch, safe at headquarters, and our coziest jammies and snacks at hand. Isn't TV wonderful? If you can't go on your own African safari, the next best thing is living vicariously through your favorite travel host. I was wondering, uh, what shows do you guys like to watch to get a glimpse at the world and fuel your travel daydreams? Well, I have two shows that are my my go-to. One is primetime, pretty widely known. Everybody's heard of it. And the other is more obscure. And maybe you haven't heard of it. Which one do you want to hear about first? Tell us everything. Tell us all the things. Well, my my favorite, um, ultimate favorite travel TV show is The Amazing Race. I have watched it since the first season. I love it. I love all the crazy places that they go and the weird things that they make people do. And watching the teams go from, oh, we're best friends and we love traveling mm-hmm. together, just descending into bickering and hating each other. and. Wanting to kill each other. Kind of like my family trips. (laughs) Exactly. I actually recently in quarantine time started, went back and started rewatching it from, from the very beginning. Are you going to binge through every single season? We did that a couple of years ago. I have been, I have been doing that. It gets a little weird because I'm also watching the current season. And so it was all starting to run together and I, I turned on a, a current episode and went, wait, I thought that they were just in Thailand and then realized <laughs> that, that was back on season four or five or whatever that I, <laughs> that I'm working on. Um, but I think I would be terrible at that show. I've kind of always wanted to do it. Um my problem would be any of the any of the stops where they have to eat something weird. I need a I need a partner who can handle the weird food mm-hmm. challenges because I will for on a show like that. I think I would bungee jump. I would mm. rappel down a building. I would absolutely do all that stuff. I'm not really afraid of heights. Uh, the adventurous stuff. I think I can. You don't handle, easily but... startle. <laughs> well, <laughs> that may not be true. <laughs> Um, but I, I loved, I love all of the challenges that when I would just was rewatching the first season, they had a weird, it was like bungee jumping and zip lining all rolled into one. They bungee jumped off this thing and then it caught on a zip line and took them across, uh, the, this cavern. It looked t- absolutely terrifying. I can't get there walking. I'm good. Yeah, but I I think I would totally do it. I have yet to watch that show, so I I still want to. What is it streaming on? Because I I, I want to start watching it. Uh, Uh, Well, it's a CBS show. So uh, if streaming, I think, is is it Hulu? Hulu has it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hulu does of it and CBS All Access. And then yeah. CBS think, All Access. I think Netflix also just got it also. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah. All right. I will check it out. Uh, but every, nice. every now and then there's some weird food, you know, local food that they have to eat, like tarantulas yeah. or mm. scorpions or... Are they living... Or a boiled boiled ram's skull with the bits of meat still clinging to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can um, do that. Usually, not anything still with living. like ticky tacky legs that's still alive. I can't do that. Yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, I'll try a bug, but is not cooked, a live one. But yeah. it's it's always on the legs in Asia. There's always some <laughs> weird thing that Asians mm-hmm. eat. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I'm pretty sure there was an episode where they ate the Asian equivalent of Rocky <laughs> Mountain oysters. Which are delicious if just a little bit gummy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gross. I, I would suggest if you've never watched the show before, feel free um, if after the first episode where they introduce the teams, if you absolutely hate the majority of the people, go ahead and just change seasons. Yeah. It's not like it matters watching it in order and it really helps to have a likable bunch. Yeah, the cast is important. Yeah, you yeah. have to have some... Well, it's kind of good to have both. You have to have some yeah. teams that you can't stand <laughs> and you're rooting against and then some that you like. Well, the arduous circumstances first... very rarely turn annoying That's people true. into better people. So. <laughs> the very <laughs> first that. season had a team that I forgot how absolutely despicable they were. It was right off the bat. They were doing things to try and sabotage other teams. And one of them, one of the things they did was they, because so part of the shtick is you all have to show up at the airport and find your flights right then. So that's already pretty tricky, right? Showing up at the airport and finding a flight from weird places too. Like you might be in Madagascar and you have to get to Cambodia or something like that. Mm. And they made a, an error and got themselves on a later flight than everybody else. But there was one spot where everyone had to funnel through. It was basically customs to get out to the gates and they commandeered this big luggage cart, put a bunch of luggage in it and went and blocked it and stood there so that none of the teams who were on the confirmed flight, flight, they, they couldn't get on their flight. And That's luckily, awesome. most of them got through, but there was one team of likable old ladies that season who missed their flight and then ended up losing the leg because of these two jerks. They, they lost were going the to leg. lose the first leg. <laughs> yes, they, they lost the first the leg. leg anyway. Wow, this <laughs> game is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and as it has developed, they've they've added things like roadblocks where you can, or not roadblocks, but uh, yields. They call them yields, where you as a team yield another team and make them do an extra task and you have to Mm. you have to put their picture up on the thing and then you have to put yours so that they know that you did it and then it makes people hate you so what is the overarching point of the show to get from where they start to some mm -hmm. yeah you you Uh. start they start in one city and then you travel all around the world and at each place you stop they have tasks that they have to complete and, and the winning team stop, gets. Do they some, drop a team that didn't make it in time? Usually, yes. Every now and then, there will be a non-elimination leg where the last team that arrives at the checkpoint thinks they're going to get eliminated, and then instead of getting eliminated, they have an extra task they have to perform on the next leg. Mm. And then the winning team gets a million bucks, mm. which that's pretty is good, pretty cool. Mm. And yeah. and it has evolved now they have so many sponsors that whoever wins each leg always gets some prize sometimes it's just cash they'll get like five thousand bucks each 
Sometimes it's some exotic trip to somewhere. Yeah. I always, I always enjoy when they, when they announce that they've won a trip to some romantic destination. Yeah. Like and Bali it's, they're or not going to be together it's anymore. It's two dudes or it's two yeah. like people who are married to somebody else at home or something. It's like, yeah. how, what are they going to do with this? Yeah. Um, and then there was, they had one season where they paired people up randomly. That oh, one was no. kind of interesting. Yeah. You didn't know who your teammate was going to be. That yeah. one was kind of fun. Every now and then they throw in stuff like that, but it's, it's kind of the, the, a combination of the really fun part of travel where you're, you're going to all of these often very exotic places that you might not ever go to, but they always do something really cool and see something fun uh, combined with this just absolute stress of traveling. You know, they're, they're showing up at an airport and just having to, to get somewhere or um, often teams will lose because they got a crappy cab driver who doesn't know where he's going or they can't communicate with them or they get stuck in traffic. And that's why they that's why they lose. And just stuff like that, that you love about travel and what you hate about travel all rolled up into one. Stuff you don't want to see happen to you, but don't mind seeing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then there's they. You have to know going into this, it's the amazing race. There are going to be multiple challenges where you have to do something scary. Like it's every. There's always somebody who's just terrified of heights and reduced to just absolute terror. Can't do it. Well, you had to know that coming on the amazing race, you were going to have to either jump off a building or hang glide or something mm-hmm. like that there's always going to be something involving heights um, i don't do heights one one episode recently that i watched they had to go into this it was in india and it was an area in india where they find rats to be sacred just like you know they find cows sacred they went into this rat temple that there were so many rats in this thing that they had to shuffle their feet to like wade through the sea of rodents. It's my old neighborhood in Brooklyn, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I could have managed that one, but there was also one where they had to go into a bat guano cave. And apparently it, the smell was just so overwhelmingly disgusting that it all the contestants were, right? No, yeah, they had protective gear on, but people were still like running out of the cave and vomiting because the smell was so bad. But stuff like that. It's delightful. Sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I've been fun. to Golden Corral. I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> thing. But I, I'm a huge fan and I watch it. I watch every season. The other I've one... watched a couple of episodes here and there, but never was a fan. Yeah. And I like Phil from New Zealand. And whenever he's talking about sending them through the spar. That's <laughs> Who's the Phil from New Zealand? Uh, Phil, the host, his name oh. is Phil Cohen. He's the host. Sorry. He, 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 he becomes a, like a familiar friend. If you're a fan, sort of like Jeff Probst from Survivor. That's it's, my dog right yeah, there. Yeah. I love that <laughs> show too. My other, the, the other show that I love, that's kind of obscure. Um, do you know who Richard Iode is? Yes. Have any of you ever the watched that? The IT IT that's yes. him. Yeah. He has a show called Travel Man. I love that and show. Isn't it great? It's so his, good. his thing is that he hates travel and he hates vacationing. So he hosts a travel show. <laughs> and the, the deal is that it's it's all based around the 
the British concept of a mini break, which is a 48 hour trip. So he takes these 48 hour trips and he always has a a companion. Usually it's a a British star. Uh, Every now and then he has somebody more familiar, like he went to Hong Kong with John Hamm. Yeah, that one's really good. (laughs) That one is a good episode. And then they they often are staying in a really like weird or quirky hotel, or sometimes it's a really really posh hotel. In that, when he went to Hong Kong with John Hamm, they stayed at the Peninsula, which is a a very swanky place. And um, but then they they just do they 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 go and do local flair, and it's it's really funny. Yeah, he also has I, a show called Gadget Man that is him just reviewing really weird gadgets in sort of the same vein. I'll watch anything he does. And he also hates gadgets, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they'll always go and eat some uh, local specialty. Like uh, he, he takes John Ham to eat stinky tofu, duck tongues and snake soup. Um, oh. And then they'll do something like, I think that that was the same episode where they went to the famous Hong Kong tailors where you can get a, a bespoke suit made in like 24 hours. They take your, all your measurements and then make you a, a hand-tailored suit. special tape measure when John Hamm took his turn. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> I think that episode, they also did the, you can do real-life Mario Kart. Yes. You can rent these little Mario <laughs> yeah. Karts and drive around the city, like, on the streets. Oh, They're legal. Oh, it's amazing. I've seen that. That was amazing. super fun. Yeah. Uh, I had two two shows on my list that are kind of in a very well, not kind of. They are basically exact same show almost. Uh, they're <laughs> British shows about people who hate traveling being sent to <laughs> other countries. Uh, the first one, have you guys seen An Idiot Abroad? With, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Is it Carl Hilton? Uh, where Great show. His, his friend Ricky Gervais, the creator of The Office. Uh, is always very mean to him and he knows that he hates to travel and be away from home. So he sends him places and forces him to experience local flair. He generally seems like books him in less than glamorous hotels on purpose just to make him feel uncomfortable. Ricky Gervais (laughs) is nobody's friend. No. Right. No. (laughs) Not at all. But it's great because he he always goes in, he complains the entire time, but it seems like in the end he comes away with an actual appreciation for the culture and the people and learns that he's it's not so awful after all. So yeah. and he's fun to watch suffer. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Yeah, he is. And then the other show is on Netflix. It's called uh Jack Whitehall Travels with My Father. Have you seen this no, one? I've never uh, heard of this one. Is- I think I've seen like clips. I of like that, Jack like Whitehall. Yeah, he's he's a comedian, and mm-hmm. uh, he decided that he wanted to take. He didn't experience the traditional, I guess, British college students take a gap year where mm-hmm. they go off and travel the world. And he didn't do that. So now that he's older and successful, he decided he wants to take a a gap year, and he decided to take his stuffy elderly slightly racist homophobic <laughs> father with him <laughs> this sounds amazing i'm gonna watch yeah. it immediately he, he's like the on kind netflix? of he's on netflix uh his dad is just you know button up shirt and tie and hat all the time and he takes them first to, i mean they go to malaysia and places like that and um so he you know, he puts his dad in these situations purposely to make him really <laughs> uncomfortable and stuff he tries to get him that to stay amazing in 
the first episode, he tries to get him to stay in a hostel because he says, we've got to have the proper actual gap year experience for staying in hostels the whole Oof. time. And they go in there and his dad just says, F that and turns around and he goes and finds the, <laughs> the fancy hotel he can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's that kind of thing. I will give you a warning that in like the third episode, they go and visit a lady who uh, has a house full of creepy, very realistic dolls Oof. and they give that she calls her children and uh, mm, she gives them. Mm, that yeah, makes she, a little close to home. Exactly. Yeah. She, uh, <laughs> she gives them one to travel with as a companion to help, to help them feel happy i guess and uh <laughs> As, like when the amazing race <laughs> yeah. makes them carry one of those travelocity roaming gnomes <laughs> for a whole leg yeah so yeah so that's i i enjoyed that one a lot i just oh i'm gonna have to check that ago. out uh jeff what do you hit us with the show what you got i always enjoy <clears throat> anything uh i'm not an exotic adventure kind of traveler so i like shows where they eat and or drink mm. a lot so like, like i love the andrew zimmerman shows where he <laughs> goes and eats all the weird exotic stuff because i'll try some weird things as long as it's not living ticky tack legs <laughs> but uh my favorite uh one it's no longer on but you can watch it on youtube and there were four seasons of it was zane lamprey hosted a show called three sheets and it was oh. the oh. alcohol version of <laughs> A travel show. He did do local cuisine too, but it was mostly he would go to uh, like Philippines, for instance, and they would take him out in the jungle and show him like whatever weird thing that they created. And then he would do one popular kind of beverage. He'd go to a bar, drink with the locals, learn about the drinking traditions. Then they usually do how something is produced there, like the national drink. And then he'll go find the weird stuff like the moonshiners in the jungle or the whatever thing and then the the last part of the show is usually him finding a local hangover cure oh, whether it's cool. like Perfect. in russia it was more vodka followed by ice and alternating ice and hot baths and then they do huh. these like rake your you know hitting you in the skin with palms and stuff to get all the toxins out but hmm. it's really cool it goes through the the drinking the uh, revelry around it and the celebration types in the different places he always finds locals always gets wasted that sounds so fun. I got to watch really this. Excellent. And then yeah, so that, that ran four seasons. And then he did a show called, uh, I think it was called Drinking 101. It's the same kind of thing, but it was more about more uh, explaining how they make different kinds of alcohol and well, everything. And then he had a show called kind of Chug stuff. that was kind of the same. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like to have fun. a specific genre. He's hilarious. <laughs> and he, uh, he, started uh, his own line of adventure clothing too that has like pockets built in for you to hide and carry your booze <laughs> around with you and bottle openers built in the nice. things and stuff but he's a comedian and he's he's a big uh uh drunk cat uh dog and cat rescuer too so everywhere he travels around he works and oh, donates with cool. those uh, places to help the animals get adopted and everything and then my other one is less exotic and hosted by a more insufferable douchebag but i love <laughs> diners drive-ins and dives yes me too i really it's weird because i really can't stand guy fietti but i love that show you know it's like I, the way he looks and his donkey sauce and he's he's the reigning mayor of flavor town and 
All that stuff is so cheesy and over the top, but by all accounts, he's like a really good dude. He raised $21 million for restaurant workers. I just sent me that article this morning. He's easy to make fun of, but the dude has actually Mm -hmm. done some really awesome stuff. Yeah, he's a great guy. He works a lot of the, he has uh, personally helped bail out a lot of these restaurants he's done on the Mm -hmm. show. He finds out they're in trouble and he gets them back up and running and. Like he's just a great, great guy. But I, I, I worked in kitchens for most of my younger life, and uh, up until we started the travel agency. In fact, I owned a catering business, so I'm always fascinated to go in people's kitchens and see what goes on. So I love that show. It's usually mom and pop kind of local dive yeah. places. Sometimes exotic, sometimes weird, but mostly greasy spoon types. And there's just some amazing uh, chefs and recipes out there locally mm-hmm. that. And I love it. He'll interview all the local people and talk about the food, but they really just go in the kitchen and he watches them cook. And I'm sure he's stealing their ideas mm-hmm. for his own chains of restaurants. <laughs> yeah. I do love just watching, watching them cook. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. Yeah. I, like I could do without cook, the parts of that show where they then focus on him, him eating. eating. Yeah. And yeah just, that's uh, fair. Uh, yeah. yeah. Close ups <laughs> of him just licking and slurping yeah. and. Yeah. That's the same thing I was just thinking with man versus food. When they, mm-hmm. the first part of the show where they go and they learn about the interesting foods, weird local specialties and stuff mm-hmm. and how they make them, that part's cool. Mm-hmm. And then I could do without the. <laughs> they yeah. had to stop doing that show because the guy's doctor told him he was going to die. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, he had some weird cholesterol like spike. He only did, I think. Two seasons. Yeah. <laughs> There's this kind of in the same vein. I, I liked to watch Anthony Bard Bourdain's Parts Unknown, although mm-hmm. I found him to be just kind of insufferable. He's just a world-class asshole. Yeah. And he, yeah, he generally, he was not a good dude like Guy Fieri. He was kind of a jerk, but I did really like, uh, he went to some very interesting places and it was a fascinating. He has an amazing watch. voice and a real, a, that is true. A, a real keen eye for the, subtleties of, of food and the mm-hmm. cultures and the things he embraced. He did a great job narrating yeah. that and getting a feel for what really was happening. Absolutely. He had another great show called The Layover. Have you seen that one? Oh, no, I haven't seen that one. He would he would go and start from different major airports and say, OK, I've got anywhere from oh, cool a idea. six hour layover to maybe like a 24 hour oh, short stop like over. That. Here's the things that you can see right around the airport or in the city. Oh, I'm going to uh, have to look that up. Go That's great. Far. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. I like that one a lot. I, I like I like No Reservations the best. He, he had like three different shows that are basically the mm-hmm. same, just on different networks. And the later ones didn't click as me as much as No Reservations did. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I really enjoy his shows a lot. He's good. What about well, I, was, I was a latchkey kid, so I basically <laughs> found pretty early on that I was a huge fan of watching PBS travel shows, mainly yeah. Samantha Brown and Rick Steves. Oh, um, yes. Oh, I love Samantha Brown. Classic. Um, yeah, and I'm, I, I, I was a huge Rick Steves fan. I mean, like watching him tell you about a place is like a glass of warm milk and a blanket next mm-hmm. to the fire like that dude is 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 pure vanilla which is amazing because i just recently found out that he is not just a huge pothead but it works mm-hmm. adamantly for marijuana legalization oh. in america yeah. and, and reform of the laws yeah he's like yeah. super into it he's like the lead guy apparently so that's why he, he's he so doesn't, chill. yeah he's he doesn't he's ever so strike i mean because of the weed he's like a pair of dockers come to life but like he is <laughs> apparently <laughs> well, likes yeah, to party you know yeah 
but so it's it, you know I, I i loving that milk toast stuff the the travel shows that i tend to try to watch these days uh, are, are a little on the darker side um mm. because i i have sort of a, an infatuation with serial killers um so yes. there's a great show on Netflix that I absolutely love called Dark Tourist. And um, it's a New Zealand show that I think was just made for Netflix. And it's hosted by uh, this guy named David Farrier, who's a journalist, um, who's this, this ner- nerdy, nebbish guy, a lot like kind of Rick Steves, maybe a New, New Zealand version. But he spends every episode of this show going to the darkest, scariest, um, most strange and depressing places on earth and doing things that are, are very dangerous um and hanging oh, wow. out with extremely dangerous people and it's oh wow I, it's wonderful to watch is. yeah if you're you know never going to do anything like that um so like some of the highlights some of my favorite things um when he's in england he goes to a museum that's dedicated to uh married serial killers um fred and rose west who killed like oh. a bunch of women between the 70s and yeah. 80s um sounds fun oh yeah it's and like after he visits that um, museum he gets contacted by the british criminal charles bronson i don't know if you guys are familiar with him there was a movie made about him with with tom hardy yeah charles Mm -hmm. bronson calls him from prison and they have a nice chat um (laughs) about his life um when he's in japan uh, he goes to things like the suicide forest which is just horribly depressing to in itself but he does stay at a hotel that's run by robots um, which is, you know, I, I, I didn't want to talk about this cause it would take away from a, a weird Japan entry, but I can still elaborate later. But basically he, he gets checked in by these robotic dinosaurs at the front desk that have little sure, bellhop yeah. hats on. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, I love Japan. and then like he does two episodes in the U S which are really cool. Um, one of them, he does a tour of like Jeffrey Dahmer sites and Oof. meets people that were like connected with that. And that one's mm-hmm. meh. But then he does an episode where he goes and does uh, Charles Manson tours and meets like one of Charles Manson's like devoted pen pals and this guy named Stoner who runs like a YouTube uh, channel that's just all about Charles Manson and and weed, surprisingly enough. He's named Stoner. His his real name is Rick Steves. But um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then like he goes to Virginia, my my home state, and like hangs out with doomsday preppers and learns like goes to like a doomsday prepping course that's held in the parking lot of like a walmart i think Um, (laughs) yeah i I would like sounds fun yeah it's i mean he just does he does really crazy stuff he like hung out with like pablo escobar's hitman in in medellin and um goes to an exorcism in mexico city um hangs out with vampires in new orleans like it's the guy does some some crazy stuff, and most of yeah. it is stuff that you just say, "No, I'm not going to do that." But <laughs> it's a great way to experience it. Thank you. No, I, yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen the show, but I read the book that he did first mm-hmm. a few years ago, and I know he went to uh, Chernobyl, visited there. And yeah, so uh, he went. That's to the, crazy the, to me that you can take like a, a touristy vacation to Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he goes to Fukushima and like swims oh. in a crater what? that's been filled and turned into a lake basically over time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. He just goes goes for a swim with some other weird rando who decided he was going to do that. So, yeah. is it yeah. radiation water? Yeah, probably. Ugh. Most likely. Everything there is. And he, yeah. he does like the um, the 
the border crossing experience that I talked about <laughs> a few episodes back. He does one of those. I and, remember that. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. He went, he went oh. to the, the Cambodian killing fields and apparently there was like a tourist attraction where you could go shoot machine guns in the yeah. killing fields and stuff. Yeah. yeah he shoots oh, giant yeah. artillery out. And, That's and, dark. Then has a has a existential crisis about that, and, you know. You know, it's it's that's the thing is it's not presented in comical way. Like if something funny happens, it's funny. But he is he's certainly very stoic and very like serious and and treats mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the certain areas that need respect with that respect. So mm-hmm. it's the gravity they deserve. Yeah, exactly. It's not a hey, look at this, <laughs> stupid, you know, foreigner type yeah, of thing. So that's yeah. Good. yeah, I mean, but this is I mean, it is like a weird but. A real subset of travel tourism where people. Oh, yeah. He meets people at every destination that that's what they do. They they seek out those places and that's what they spend their money on when they travel. They, you know, go and hang out with Charles Manson's pen pal and (laughs) swim in nuclear reactor sites. It's it's amazing. It's not for me, but I'm I'm just I'm one of those that just loves someone else. Right. I love to read and and watch it, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, I had a few more and they're all a little bit lighter. So maybe I'll share those now. So that <laughs> a little bit of a palate cleanser. Um, first one is what made me want to talk about this is uh, somebody feed Phil. Have you, have you all seen Never this? Never heard of this. No. I saw some of that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it stars, it's the, actually the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond. Hmm. And uh, obviously it's an eating show where he goes and visits all over the globe and tries out food and meets people. but He's just the most enthusiastic, genuine, wonderful, happy man. And uh, (laughs) the way his face lights up like a pinball machine when he tries pretty much everything they put in front of him is just, you know, it makes you feel happy seeing him experience these places. And and he loves meeting the people and seems just really genuinely happy to find out about their lives and what they're doing and mm, it's a really great show he goes all over the world he does some episodes in the u.s there's a really good one in the uh he travels all over the mississippi delta and you know trying out all the soul food and barbecue mm. and all that mm. stuff and yeah mm, that's a really good series mm. um i'm hungry and that one is on netflix i would highly recommend checking that one out um also only on Netflix for a couple more weeks before I just got noticed that it's coming down is Conan Without Borders. Have you, oh, yes. have you watched yeah. the travel specials? Those are really great. Uh, and you know, the same thing. Like he he he's really excited to meet these people. I, I enjoyed the episode where he goes to Haiti um just as kind of a F U to a certain uh-huh, politician uh-huh. who called the place a, a crap hole. Um, but you know, he visits, um, Korea and, uh, there's an Italy one, the Italy one is very funny. They're going to make more of those apparently. Yeah. Cause he's, he's done with his regular show and yeah. he's doing more of that sort of thing. So, yeah. and then another one that's kind of weird and a little niche is it's uh Penn and Teller's magic and mystery tour. Oh, yes. I, love them. Great. I love them. That is this so is, good. Uh, it's a mini series that they did with a Canadian TV uh, network and they go to India, China, and uh can't remember what the third one is. It's been a while since India. I watched it. I can't remember. India, China, and one other place. Oh, Egypt, Egypt. And um, so it's just the three episodes, but they, um, they go and they explore and they meet like street music, street magicians and, uh, kind of learn about the like actual historical traditions of magic in those different oh, that's, countries. I love magic and travel shows. Yeah. That sounds perfect. 
Yeah. And so, and it's, especially the China one is weird because they go all over, they go out to the countryside in little villages and they see these, you know, very traditional magicians that people almost believe are sorcerers. But then they also go to this uh, state sponsored magic school where they, uh, they're teaching, training children to be magicians. And it's like a factory, like churning them out. They're all sitting there at their desks with their, with their magic metal linking rings, all doing the same moves at the same time, perfecting so just weird. this one routine, you know, all together and just all kind of, it's, so the it's Olympic really cool. magician team coming up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. So yeah, it's a really, really interesting show. They go in India, they try to figure out how the famous rope trick where the rope magically raises up into the air and mm-hmm. someone climbs up it. they try to figure out how these street magicians might actually do it. Um, I think they decide that they don't actually ever, nobody's actually ever seen the trick performed. Everybody's just heard of it, but so stuff like that. It's, it's a really good show. Is uh, that on, where, where do you find that? Uh, that is on prime. It's okay. on Amazon prime for, for free. You don't, it's not, you don't have to rent it. So, um, so yeah, those are, there's a couple of, uh, uh, there's a show. I was wondering if you've ever seen Dan it's actually, I think it's just two episodes. Because it's um, it's Ewan McGregor and his best friend, and they take motorbike trips. There's a, one's called Long Way Round, and one's called Long Way Long Down. I think <laughs> I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. I need to. I, I want to. They're ju- it's just him it and his best friend on motorcycles, and one of them is like, um, London to New York. Obviously, there's some parts where they're not riding their motorcycles, but. Right. And then the other one, that the one that <laughs> I haven't seen, the, the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, but the one I saw was called Long Way Down, and it was they ride from south from Scotland to South Africa. Oh wow! Yeah, That's and I, that made me think of you when I saw that that episode, and it's it's kind of like a almost like a buddy cop show because it's just him and his and his buddy on motorcycles mm-hmm. traveling the world. Yeah, but it, yeah, seemed like, it seemed like I, something I, you would like. I was excited by that when I saw the ads and then never watched it. Yeah. And I, I love you <laughs> I and McGregor. Same thing for so me. Yeah. That was, that was why it caught my eye and why I watched that. So. My queue is just so crowded. And I just thought of, of another food one that's really good. And I think it's on Disney Plus is with Gordon Ramsay. Can't remember for the life oh, of me it what is. it's yeah. called. But um, it's really cool because he, um, he goes and uh, visits. Uncharted. Like, Yes, he goes to like off the grid, off the map, deep in the jungle type places. And mm-hmm. like he goes and visits some people who live up in the Andes Mountains and are literally cooking over a wood fire in a cave. And they make Ooh. their like traditional specialties for him. And he kind of explores those cultures that are still largely untouched by modern uh, civilization. It's really good. I love stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What about that down to earth with Zach Efron? Did any of y'all watch I that? I haven't seen that. I just, I, anybody I, I know that has watched it says it's amazing, but I was like, it's with Zach Efron. <laughs> I get yeah. too distracted by his abs to pay attention to the travel. I know. Yeah, he's a <laughs> so dreamy. He makes me tall drink of water. <laughs> Isn't he have like a big gross beard on that show? I don't he's, think a big gross one, just a beard. He's, he's bearded. <laughs> He used to be very fresh faced, and now yeah. he's apparently very ripped and has a. I think he wants to look like a grown up. Uh, he's become yeah. a grown man. <laughs> he's a grown ass. And man. you know, it's not all that 
travel-y, but he travels a lot. But I love that Jeff Goldblum show on Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah. Or he's yeah, just learning about sneakers or whatever place. weird yeah. thing. He's just such a kook. Kind of hard to take your eyes off him. Mm-hmm. But that's another one, too, where he's just so enthusiastic mm-hmm. about whatever weird thing it is. And he's yeah. just so happy to meet these people who are into their weird thing. Yeah. And I think that's what makes so many of these shows yeah. really good is they're just so relatable and they're open to everything, mm-hmm. experiencing and seeing everything. I want to have a show that I star in and people pay me to travel and eat and drink. And I will call it The Ugly American. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let's 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 pull together a pilot. I like okay. it. Somebody, Somebody get the bots yeah. on the phone. Speaking of pilots, I'll wear a diaper. <laughs> Just willing to do whatever it takes. <laughs> I always I tend to be to be drawn to British TV, and there, there's a uh, y'all are probably familiar. I hope with Michael Palin. Mm-hmm. He has a series she? of. He, he's Benny done Hill. a bunch of travel shows. That's not <laughs> Benny Hill. He's on um, SNL. Yeah. He did one called Around the World in 80 Days. And then there's one where he just spends time in the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. I like I, those are fun too. There's so many travel shows that there's there not are. enough time in the day to watch them all. I'm too busy traveling to watch these right? shows. Filming the ugly American. That's right. <laughs> I can't wait for the first episode. I think I could pull that off. Just be just yeah. an American jackass. But then by the end of it, of course, I've won them over. They've won me yes. over. I love and respect their culture and learned a lot. And they don't hate Americans quite Ate as much. and drank too much. I'm pitching this. Mm-hmm. You should pitch it to Bob Chapek for Disney+. Plus. Mm, so he can fire me too. <laughs> Save a copy of this episode to a to a flash drive and mail it to yourself so yes. you can prove that you had the idea first and uh we'll get to work on <laughs> making your travel dreams a reality. Speaking of that, thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you're excited to try out some of your favorite TV travel adventures for yourself, Key to the World Travel has a Titan Screens brand Zeus television with a 370-inch screen, a 65 billion color 4K display, and a $1.7 million price tag full of expert travel planners ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with a no-obligation quote. Don't forget to catch up with our friend, the Theme Park Professor, for all the latest theme park news and tips at www.themeparkprofessor.com. Word of mouth is always the best way to help us grow our show. If you have a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of globe-trotting jackassery, tell them what makes our show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to the show at www.goldkeyadventures.com. Can't wait to hang out with you again next week, when we'll see you real soon. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everybody. Make sure you tune in to my new show starting this fall called Don't Go to Flows. And every week <laughs> I'll be eating something that's actually edible food. Fridays at 8. <laughs> To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime.
Tell them the gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure. Should you follow up a story about diapers with discussing pampered meat? <laughs> Maybe not. Hey guys, what does a Chinese airline pilot call his penis? <laughs> <laughs> pampered meat, hey <laughs> Someone had to talk about dicks today. <laughs> Somehow we always work that in. Well, it's hosted by three of them. <laughs> True. Yeah.